do, you know, and uh, to try to do everything they can to bring folks into church. You know what I found works best? Prayer. Amen. I find if you come to the house of God at 5 o'clock on Saturdays and just get on your knees and pray, you can pray them in a whole lot easier than you can by handing them out there on the streets. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you, God is good. I'm grateful for every soul the Lord sends us. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful. Amen. For all the talent that God has brought to us in this house. Amen. Amen. Y'all be praying for us. And uh, yeah, we are seriously thinking about doing some recording. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, but there's some things we need to learn about all that kind of stuff. So y'all pray the Lord will direct us and lead us in the right way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. I believe God's going to do something new in our church today. I believe this is a turning point. I, I told the praise team, I said, this is, a, this is a new chapter here. I believe God's about to do a new chapter in our church as well. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all come today to hear from heaven? Come on, you didn't come to hear what the preacher's got to say. You come to hear from heaven. Amen? Amen. I want to hear from heaven today. Praise the Lord. We're going to be talking on the subject of life is a garden of seed time and harvest. You know, I told you when I planted that garden that God was talking to me. Amen. Amen. He's talking to me every time I look at that garden, Brother Frankie. Amen. Amen. So life is a garden of seed time and harvest. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the anointing of this, of this house, God. We thank you for your presence that brings the anointing. Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for every soul that came to the altar this morning, God, to meet you and to, and to do business with you today in the altar, God, that you actually met their needs according to your riches and glory, God, that you moved mountains out of their ways, that you dispatched the angels of heaven as they were praying, God, to carry forth the word of your will in their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to hide your servant behind the cross, anoint our ears, our hearts, our minds to receive and to comprehend what thus saith the Lord this morning morning in the name of the most high God we pray in the name of Jesus we pray and everybody said amen amen, amen. I better move this thing before I walk all over it this morning y'all know I'm one of them walking preachers I gotta walk around amen in the beginning God planted a garden known as the garden of Eden how many of y'all have ever heard of the garden of Eden I, I think everybody who's ever looked at a church knows about the garden of Eden it was probably one of your first Sunday school lessons that you ever heard about. And the Garden of Eden. So in the beginning, God planted a garden known as the Garden of Eden. I looked at the word Eden. I was like, I want to know what the word Eden means. You know, there's names in the Bible we need to understand. And, you know, like I've been telling you, we don't understand things from uh, our Western society uh, look and our Western eyes as we look at things. Uh, we need to understand what, what uh, Eastern cultures understand and what Hebrew language is sometimes. And this word Eden in Hebrew literally means a place of pleasure. In other words, it's heaven on earth. Wouldn't it be nice if your house was in the middle of heaven on earth? Wouldn't it be nice if you walked out of your house and walked into your yard and it was like heaven on earth? Amen? 
You see, in heaven there's no crime. You can leave your door unlocked, amen. You can leave the keys in the car. You can leave the windows rolled down, amen. Some of y'all grew up in the old days when you had the, the door wide open. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You had no air conditioning. So every window and every house, you know, had a little screen door, little latch on there like you thought somebody was going to, that little latch is going to keep a booger out, but no, it didn't, amen. But you know, remember them days, wouldn't it be nice? Boy, if we could just live in a land today where there's no crime and we can just leave the doors open again. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just walk outside and all of our, all of our flowers are in bloom and all the animals are behaving right and the, and the kids are behaving right. Amen? Yeah. Come on, church. That's what the Eden was about. Eden was a place of pleasure. It was a, a garden paradise that God planted Himself. God planted. This is important, church. This is a garden that God planted Himself. In that garden was everything man ever needed. Amen? Many of us think about the Garden of Eden and we think about the fruit trees, you know, because of the fruit, that the forbidden fruit, you know. So we think about fruit trees. But do you ever realize that God must have had some tomatoes growing? Come on. He must have had some okra because somebody got to fry that okra. Amen. There must have been some squash and some cucumbers and some heads of lettuce. Some, there had to be what we call a southern garden. Amen. There had to be planted somewhere in this Garden of Eden. There was, was a crop of lettuce and corn growing. You know, all that good sweet corn. Amen. Praise God. It, it, there must have been a place in the Garden of Eden where all that man needed was right there in the garden. Amen. It must have, it must have been there. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, church. It's still there today. I said it's still there today. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. He's a good God, church. I thought I heard a humming sound. I know where it was coming from. Amen. But in Genesis chapter 8, it says, As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold, heat, and summer, and winter, day and night, will never cease. Never cease. You see, after the fall of Adam and sin came into his body, something happened. No longer was Adam allowed to stay in God's garden. You see, Adam had a job to do. When God, listen, when God creates you, He gives you a job to do, by the way, if you didn't know that. And Adam had a perfect job. All he had to do was tend to the garden that God had planted. He became the first farmer, the first gardener. Of the, God, of the garden that God had planted. But when Adam sinned and, and, and sin came into his body, he was no longer qualified to be in the garden of God. And now he was pushed out of the garden of God and God said, because of your sin, you will now earn your food, your wages, by the sweat of your brow. You see, there's a reason for that because God planted the first garden, but after sin of man, now man has to plant his own garden. And that's why many of us, this past two months, have been working in, in the garden and we've been planting seeds. All because of the sin of Adam, now we have to plant our own garden. Yes. So life is a garden of seed time and harvest. Everything we do physically, everything we do spiritually, speaking, everything we pray, everything we say, everything we do physically and spiritually, it's all under the law of seed time and harvest. How many of y'all know that uh, it's, it's a law of physics that says what goes up must come down? 
We have all experienced gravity, right? Amen. We've all experienced gravity. Some of us have experienced gravity a little bit more than others. Come on, because our mamas and daddies was on suicide watch while we were growing up because we were jumping off the top of the barn. Come on. Jumping on a trampoline and bouncing higher than the barn. Anybody out there with me? I couldn't be the only crazy boy. Amen. And what goes up? I have found will surely come back down as gravity pulls you down. That is a principle. That is a, a physical law. It can't be superseded by, by power and thrust, but it's a physical law that what goes up can come down or will come down. In the book of Hosea, chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till ye come and rain righteousness upon you. Look, put your eyes on that scripture. Put your eyes on that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let this soak in like a good rain. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is a time to seek the Lord till he comes. And reigns righteousness upon you. Amen. In Hosea chapter 10 verse 13 and 14 it says, Ye have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Speak thou that is trust in thy way and in the multitude of thy mighty men. Therefore shall tumult arise among thy people. Look at what God is saying. He said that there's a fruit of lies. A fruit of lies. Now how many of us has ever planted a fruit tree? You ever planted an apple tree? Amen. You ever planted it from a seed? They fall, from the, they fall off, the, off the apples. You know, they got those apples got those seeds in there. And if you plant those seeds and treat those seeds right, another tree will come. And it will produce apples. So he's saying the fruit of lies, which means that the fruit comes from a seed. Lies come from a seed. Look at that. The seed of lies or the fruit of lies. Amen. Everything. I'm telling you, everything that God has done for you and I is about seed time and harvest. Everything. It is a law. It is a principle. It can work for you or it can work against you. But it's still a law. Amen. Just like gravity can work for you. And gravity can also work against you. Amen. In the book of Galatians chapter 6, looking at verse 7 and 8. If you don't have your Bibles, it's up there on the screen. Matter of fact, uh, I forgot to tell you, if you look around in the center of your chairs, you'll find some paper there. It's there for a reason. It's not for you to make paper airplanes out of. It's for you to take notes. Amen. So if you look around, you'll see some paper there. You can grab an ink pen out of one of the little pockets that the ties envelopes are in and take some notes. I want to encourage you, take notes. Matter of fact, you should, you should well, Angel's setting a good example. Bring a notebook. Bonnie's setting a good example. Bring a notebook to church and take notes. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. How many of y'all know that? For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. See this? 
For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let not a man be deceived. Whatsoever he soweth, he will reap. In verse 9 it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. Listen, this is for everybody in ministry right here. Whether you're playing a guitar like Johnny does, or you're singing, playing the piano, or you're teaching a class, uh, uh, whatever it is you're doing, or if you're a minister and you're ministering the Word and preaching the Word, or, or even if you're cutting the grass at the church or vacuuming the floors, do not be weary in well-doing. Because mm. in due season, can I tell you that your due season is coming? Don't be worrying well-doing because your due season is coming. There's going to be a season of prosperity and health and peace and happiness. Come on, church. That is coming. Some of you are overdue on this season and God is trying to tell you, get ready because your due season is on the way. Amen. In due season, ye shall reap if you faint not. You know, when I look at this faint not part, I think of doing faint not. There's a word the Lord told me a few years ago. <clears throat> he actually told me this in a phrase. He said, you got to learn to use the tool of consistency. The tool of consistency. If we're going to do anything in ministry, we've got to learn to be consistent. Amen? I mean, how, how, how would we be if we only had church once a month? Hey, well, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going to preach at you once a month. Y'all come in here on the first Sunday of, of the month and we're going to preach a little 10-minute sermonette and we're going to turn you loose. Amen. That's not consistent, is it? Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, I heard the Word of God one prayer. I was about five years old. Mama took me to church. I heard the preacher that morning. That's all I need to hear. Come on. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Consistency. Be consistent in what you're doing. Be consistent. Angel and I have learned in youth ministry, when it comes to these kids, you must be consistent. Because if you, if you, if you just wipe out, so we're just not going to have children's church for about four months. Well, you lost all of them right there. And, and then when you go back to get them the fifth month, they're not going to trust you to be there the next month. They need somebody they can trust. In ministry, people need to be able to look at you and say, I know I can trust you to be there because you're consistent. Listen, we don't need to get weary and well-doing. Keep on doing, church, because our season is coming. And I'm telling you about the church of God, our season is overdue and it's about to bust wide open. I'm telling you, church, this thing God is doing in our midst. Amen. What we sow in this life is what we reap in this life and in eternal life. What we sow physically, we reap physically. Let me give you an example. If we, if we sow too much food into our bodies, we will reap. Come on. We will gain weight. We will reap the weight gaining bug. Come on. And we will also reap all the diseases that come with overindulgence of food. We would begin to have heart disease and liver disease and kidney disease, all these things 
Amen. How I many you know this? Everybody knows preachers love fried chicken. Amen. The preacher can't eat fried chicken every day of his life, <laughs> or he won't live long. Amen. He won't live long eating chicken every day of your life. How many of y'all know a preacher also loves to eat ice cream? I love chocolate ice cream and butter pecan. Mmm. Give me some butter pecan ice cream. You'll make me happy. But you know, I can't eat a five-gallon bucket of butter pecan ice cream every day. I'll reap the benefits of that butter pecan ice cream, won't I? I'll swell up and I'll fall out. <laughs> You see, there's, there's, there's reaping that comes with everything. What you sow into your life, what you sow into your body. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. He also reap, so you cannot do that. Amen. We must be careful. Listen, if we sow tobacco products into our body, we will gain the reap. That big C word. Come on cancer we will gain we will reap the effects of whatever it is we're putting into our bodies amen and so there's a there is a there's a law amen and there's a law that's in place that you will reap whatever it is if you sow alcohol into your body then you will gain liver disease everybody knows liver disease is connected to alcohol abuse right fatty liver tissues and all that See, it, it, and you can't sow all that into your body and just keep sowing it and sowing it and sowing it. And you will, you will kill yourself. You will reap it. So what we sow into our bodies, we will reap the results of that seed in our bodies. If we sow sin into our bodies, we will reap the wages of sin in our bodies. How many of y'all know what the wages of sin are? Yes. Come on. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of y'all read your little chapter this morning? Amen. How many of y'all read the last, ooh, I, mean, I mean the very last verse of the chapter this morning? Talked about getting a glorified body. Oh, I'm going to tell you, I read that this morning. It fired me up. Amen. Amen. My little chapter reading this morning on the last verse, it told me that I'm going to get a glorified body, the one like Jesus has right now. Amen. Oh, a body don't know how to get sick. A body don't know how to get fat. Come on. A body that don't know how to break down and, and hair fall out and get old and die. A glorified body. Listen, Jesus appeared one moment and the next moment he was somewhere else. Traveling at the speed of thought. You think you need a car in heaven? No. You'll travel at the speed of thought in heaven. A glorified body. Amen. Amen. But we got to take care of what we have, church. Because the wages of reaping the benefits of sin in our bodies and our souls. Amen. Now let's turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I mean, I think this is a good word today. I mean, I think this is much needed word today. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Amen. Some of y'all might want to come back to the offering plate when we get done reading this. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. 
And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Amen. So I broke it down a little bit. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Amen? Isn't that what the Word just told us? Amen? If you sow little, you get little. We can break it down and make it even a little more simpler. If we sow little, we get little. Amen? How many of y'all realize that when you're giving to God and you're giving in offerings and tithes, you're actually sowing seeds? You're sowing seeds. Malachi chapter 3 tells us what happens if we obey God and give our tithes. Amen? But do you realize you're sowing a seed into God? A financial seed? How many of y'all want God in your finances? Well, some of y'all don't want God in your finances. You might find out what you're up to. <laughs> he might discover that secret bank account that you... Well, we better leave that alone. Amen. You see, when we, when we allow God into our finances, which we do need to, amen, God Malachi says that He will rebuke the devourer for our sake. And He will open up the windows of heaven and He will pour out blessings. I love the blessings. I'm so glad it doesn't say He'll pour out financial prosperity. I'm so glad it doesn't say that. But I know He will. But it says blessings. Listen, I might not need a $100 bill. I might need to be healed of cancer. I might not need $1,000. I might need peace in my home. Come on. I might not need a million dollars. I might need my grandchildren saved. Come on, church. Now, don't get me wrong. God can send the blessings of finances to you. Amen. He can send the, the finances to you. And he does it in different ways. I was just sharing with the Hill family before service. They donated a, a dryer uh, to the yard sale. And, uh, and, and sister told us, she said, I need you to come by the house and get this dryer. It's okay. So I sent Larry by there. He, he's a neighbor. Larry, swing by there and pick that dryer up for us, brother. Brought the dryer, had it sitting out there. I saw the dryer sitting out there. I said, well, praise God, we got the dryer. We'll put that in the yard sale. Two days later, our dryer went out. <laughs> Two days later. So guess what I did? We bought the dryer from the yard sale. Amen. Amen. Hooked it up and got the... And I thought, how good God is. I didn't have to go to a store to buy one. I didn't have to hunt somebody down that knows how to fix one. I, listen, I didn't have to go to the laundromat to put in quarters. Well, I ain't been laundromat in a while. I might take dollars now. <laughs> Does it take five? It might take five dollars instead of one dollar. I don't know. But listen, I didn't have to do any of that. I didn't have no headache. Listen, all I had to do was go pick it up, plug it in, put the clothes in, and poof, there it was. It worked. Amen. Wow. That was God raining down a blessing. Yes. Amen. Yes. You don't always have to be a dollar bill that comes down from heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But listen, if we sow bountifully, we shall reap bountifully. If we sow a lot, we will reap a lot. Amen. Listen, church, this is a spiritual law in motion. This is a spiritual law in motion. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Luke, chapter 8. You need to hear what the Lord is saying. Luke, chapter 8, in verse 5. 
Words are written in red, which means Jesus died and bled for these words. Amen? That's why I always think when I see the red words, Jesus died for these words. In verse 5, it says, A sower went out to sow. In Luke chapter 8, in verse 5, A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and he was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it sprung up, it withered away, because it lacketh moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground, and it sprang up and bared fruit of a hundredfold. Well, preacher, I don't believe in that hundredfold uh, preaching messages that you hear on TV. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Jesus does. It actually says it right there. Bear fruit of a hundredfold. But when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. You see, that's a problem. A lot of people don't have ears to hear. We're not talking about the physical ears on the side of your head. We're talking about the spiritual ears inside of you. To hear the Spirit of the Lord. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might these parables be? And he said unto you, It is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that seeing that ye might not see and hear, and ye might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Yes. Amen. I almost forgot something. I was going to get a kid to help me out. Brother Frankie, can you help me out instead? Why don't you sit the kids like, all the way back? I like so seeds. All right. Give everybody one of these seeds right there. Praise the Lord. I need everybody to hold a seed this morning. Amen. And as he's putting these seeds out, everybody except Larry tell me what kind of seed that is. Amen. Can anybody tell me what? Well, I'll wait till everybody gets it in their hand first, and then we'll see if anybody recognizes what kind of seed that is. Amen. How many know that you cannot put an apple seed in the ground and grow a banana tree? Hello? Even those scientists that play with all that stuff can't do that. Amen? You cannot, you cannot put a tomato seed in the ground and grow potatoes. It don't work that way. Whatever seed you plant, that is what it will produce. Amen? After its kind. See how everything, everything comes back to seed time and harvest. Everything. Everything comes back to seed time and harvest. Your life is a garden of seed time and harvest. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now I know some of you are saying, well, I was hoping you was going to preach today and swing from the chandeliers. Well, you just came for entertainment. Come on. Some people are entertained by gospel, by gospel preaching. Everybody got one of those? Amen. Get one for yourself. And don't get me wrong, preaching has its place. Preaching encourages you, it lifts you up, it makes you excited. Thank you, sir. But the teaching of God's Word will make you grow. You know why people have a hard time with my, with my ministry? You know why people don't like me? Can I just tell you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all were shocked. Y'all thought everybody liked me. <laughs> Bless your heart, as we say in the South. Bless your heart. Not everybody likes this preacher. Not everybody likes my preaching. Not everybody likes me being their pastor. You know why? Because I expect people to do something. I expect people to change. Amen? I expect people to get saved, sanctified, and feel the Holy Ghost. Come on. I expect people to stop cussing and start talking in tongues. Amen. I expect change. And some people don't want to change. Amen. All right, who can tell me out there what kind of seed this is besides Larry? Put your hand down, Larry. 
What is it? It's a bean, isn't it? Amen. Larry, Larry called it a rattlesnake bean. Hey, maybe they'll go home and plant it, brother Larry, and get them a, get them a crop coming in. Now, let me ask you something. If I put this in rocky ground and don't put no dirt on it, what's going to happen? It'll die. It'll die. Right. What if I put it out there in some good, in some good dirt, but I never water it? Never water it. What's going to happen to it? Wither up. What if I put it out there in the wrong time of the year? Put it out there in the middle of December when it's covered up in ice and snow, would it? No. There's got to be conditions, right? You know, this is a miracle in your hand right now. This little seed is a miracle. A miracle. Because everything that this seed needs in order to grow into a beautiful vine and to produce more is already inside it. All it needs is some water. All you need is some water from the Holy Ghost. Come on. We need some living water, not dead water. Living water like we sung about this morning. And you need some good, good soil. Amen. Get, get some good dirt. You know, that's all you need, church. Now, if we plant this in, is this just going to produce one seed? Is that it? Just one bean? Am I just going to get one bean out of this? No. No. I'm going to get a whole bushel load of beans out of this one little seed. Am I right? That's called the hundredfold anointing. <laughs> now you believe in it, don't you? Come on, church. Amen. So y'all, y'all go home and plant that and see what happens. Praise the Lord. Amen. But look at what Jesus says. In verse 13, and they on the rock, which are they when they hear it, receive the word with joy, and they have no root, for which while we leave in the time of temptation, they fall away. In verse 14, and that which fell among the thorns are they which when they heard go forth and are choked (coughs) with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. Well, preacher, why ain't so-and-so coming to church no more? Well, right there's your answer, honey. In verse 15, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart. How many of y'all got honest and good hearts today? Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Did you notice in verse 12, it talks about the devil taking away the word out of their hearts? See, that's what happens when you don't water it. When you don't water it, when you don't feed it. That seed has got to be fed water. That seed has got to be fed nourishments from the dirt. The seed of God's word that's planted inside of you must be watered by the Holy Ghost. Come on. And it must be fed something called faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that in other words, that seed inside of you needs preached at. Amen. It needs preached at. Praise the Lord. Jesus said the word of God comes to us as a seed. Our soul is the ground and the soul of the seed to be planted. All of this came to me this week from somebody reaching out to me for prayer. Somebody I know that's close to me reached out to me to prayer and told me how they were struggling and, and, and said they didn't know what to do. You know, they've been praying and they've been believing God. I mean, they had hands laid on them. They've been anointed with all. And, and they're still struggling with this sickness and they're just trying to understand what to do. And, and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, tell them 
that I said the seed of healing, some of y'all didn't hear this this morning, has already been planted in you. And the seed of healing that's been planted in you needs to be watered by the Holy Ghost. Which means you need to get to church. And the seed of healing is planted inside of you not only needs the water of the Holy Ghost, but it needs to be fed the Word of God. In other words, it needs to hear faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith believes, faith speaks, faith acts. Come on, say it with me. Faith believes, faith speaks, faith acts. So the seed of healing was already planted inside of this person. And I want to tell you today, the seed of healing has already been planted in many of you because you've already been prayed for. You've already received the anointing oil. Hands have already been laid on you. You've already heard the word of God. By his stripes, I am healed. Amen. That's a powerful seed being planted in your soul. Now, I planted that bean seed out there in the ground. And God did not show up to water it or cover up the dirt, put the dirt on top of it. I had to put my hand in the dirt and cover it up. Then I had to go get me a little water and put it on there, you know? Amen. Well, why don't God just do all that? I'll just put the seed down there. All right, God, the seed's there. You cover it up and you water it and I'll come back when it's all said and done. Don't work that way, does it, church? Why do we think it works that way in our spiritual life? If it don't work that way in your physical life, why do you think it works that way in your spiritual life? Well, I heard the Word of God one time. I don't need to hear it today. We were just in church last Sunday. Why we got to go again? They just prayed for me once. I was prayed for three years ago. I'm still sick because it didn't take place. I guess there wasn't no healing in that. Well, that preacher didn't have no anointing then because, you know, he prayed for me and nothing happened. Amen. Church, you have a responsibility. The seed has been planted in you. That seed must be watered and that seed must be nurtured. Amen. And this is why I keep telling you, be in the house of God every time the doors are open. The doors are open. Listen, your pastor and your music teams we go through a lot of trouble to prepare an atmosphere in a place for you to receive from God. Amen. I mean, Jan, don't you have to pick them songs out? Don't you got to know how to play them? Don't you have to tell Dwayne, no, you ain't singing that right, try it again? Come on. That's all preparation. Preparation time. Amen. I get a kick when I'm, when I'm with the choir because those just start... Hey, you ain't singing that right. Yes, I am. You ain't loud enough. Yes, I am. You're too fat. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just started to start laughing. But you know, it takes preparation time. And the, and the atmosphere of the church, it, the anointing comes in. God's presence comes in as we felt this morning. But listen, church, the atmosphere is here. The anointing is here. You've got to show up to get it. Amen. You've got to show up to get it. There, there's, we, just came, we just came out of a two-week revival. How many of y'all believe that? Two-week revival. You know, there was people that did not show up, not even the first night. The, the atmosphere was prepared. The preachers were there. The anointing was flowing. And the ones that didn't show did not get the seed time and harvest ministry planted in them. Your life is a garden. You've got to be, put yourself 
in the presence of that garden. Put yourself in the middle of all that. I'm going to use one example. I'm going to talk about Brother Al and then we're going to close for today because we can't finish all this at one time. How many of y'all know Brother Al? Hey, Brother Al. How many of y'all remember Brother Al first came to our church? He thought he was old until he came around some of y'all. <laughs> then he found out he was one of the youngest in the church. He said, Lord, I don't understand it. My back hurts. I'm hurting all over. And Larry's running around circles around me. And I can't keep up with Frank again. And Wayne, why don't we sit down for a while? And I, you know, I was like, what's, what's going on? These people ain't slowing down. They're speaking up. Amen. And we prayed for Al. He had a very bad back trouble. And we prayed for him. He was on medication for years and years. How long was that back trouble, brother? How many years did he have that back trouble? I mean, 13. 13 years of back pain. And, and, and Brother Cain, we anointed with oil, we prayed over him, amen, and, and we believed God with him. And the, listen, the seed of healing was planted in his soul, and faith kept pumping into him because he kept coming back to church, and we kept anointing him with oil, and we just kept praying, and we kept praying, and we kept believing, and we kept believing. Almost a year later, it was 11 months to be exact, what Brother Al told me. Almost a year later, it hit him one day just like that. He came up for prayer, and it was that prayer. It was that moment. It was that anointing. It was that oil. It was that faith. And the pain left his body, and his back was totally healed. And now he's out here working and keeping up with everybody else. Praise God. That was a preacher why he was getting the first time. Well, that seed was planted. But that seed needed to be cultivated. Now, God can heal instantly, and God has healed instantly at times. We've all seen Him do it. But I have personally learned that if God will take His time a little bit on that healing and let you build up your faith, you'll have enough faith for that next devil that shows up. Come on. Because then you'll say, well, if God can heal my back, He can heal my foot. Come on. If God can heal my foot, He can heal my bank account. Amen. And the faith begins to increase and the increase. And the, so I, I believe it's actually better if God holds back just a little bit and lets you learn some things along the way and build your faith. Exactly. The seed of healing was planted in Brother Al. And, and he got healed. And then he got delivered from all those drugs that the doctor tried to put on him. Doctor tried to turn him into a drug addict with all them drugs. But God healed that too. Amen. God called for the seed of healing. That was applied and it was watered and nourished. And I'm telling you, church, everything in your life is seed time and harvest. Everything in your life is seed time and harvest. I want you to take this message and apply it to whatever it is you need today. Some of you don't need healing. Some of you do. Some of you need peace. Some of you need financial miracles. There's so many things that need to be changed in so many different people's lives. And I'm telling you today, you need to receive the faith. Receive the seed of the Word of God in your life. Amen. By His stripes I'm healed. That's a seed. Jesus is my, my Prince of Peace. That's a seed. He'll supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. That's a seed. Amen. I'm going to get a glorified body. Woo, that's a big seed. I love that seed. Amen. Everything we need from God is found as a seed 
You need to receive it, and then you need to nurture it, and you make sure it gets watered. Amen? The preacher, how do I do all that? Show up every Sunday, show up every Wednesday, come on church, and be a part of the body of Christ. Open up your Bible, read your chapter every day. I mean, when I read that at the last verse, if you haven't read it today, go home and read it. Philippians is right there. I believe it's Philippians 4. Is it Philippians 4? Yeah, Philippians 4, the very last. Talks about receiving a glorified body. Oh, I was excited when I read that. Let's all stand to our feet, church. What do you need from God this morning? I know some of you got your needs bent in the altar already. But what do you need from God this morning? Hallelujah. These altars are once again open. They're always open. You need to talk to Jesus. Just come on down and talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus about that seed of faith that's inside of you. Whatever it is you need from God. If you got sickness in your body, we'll anoint you. We'll pray with you this morning. We're simply obeying James chapter 5. If you want to know why we anoint and pray so much, James chapter 5. We are obeying the seed of James chapter 5. Praise God, Lynn is a lot better. But you know, Darlene is going to have to have surgery. She's laying there just, you know how you feel something. And she just keeps worrying. They're going to do all the tests again before they do the surgery. But you know, I know God's going to touch her. When they do the tests. Touch her. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to touch her. She stands in the gap right now. Not only touch Darlene, but touch Mighty God. Let your healing virtue, the seed of faith, increase right now. The seed of healing been planted. Let it be nurtured right now in the name of Jesus. We release your anointing. We release your faith right now. Oh, we stir up the foul ground right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the water of your Holy Spirit begin to water the seed and let it grow right now. Let it be strong and fruitful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory for this healing taking place in our body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, anybody else this morning?
all the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen.